When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell, joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, Matty. What's going on? How are we? Uh, how's uh, how's things down under? Well, actually, I'm, I'm I'm down under too. <laughs> I'm, I'm making it sound like I'm overseas. Uh, no, I'm doing pretty good. You know, the Steelers yeah. are three and three. Um, we had a well-earned buy, which is really like I, I think was probably the best timing to have the buy. You know, this year, get our players back. Um, the injury report looks pretty good for us heading into this game too. So I think overall, uh, I'm pretty keen, and I, I know you're keen too to to verse these brownies. And this is a big game. It's not you know a game where we have to win it, but it would be nice just to knock off the Browns and become four and three, and then really start to get the season going. It's almost like a new season, isn't it? Really. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, <laughs> and Elijah Pritchard in the live chat's like, mate, J Devils first in as, as always. Well, in the last few weeks, definitely he has been. Um, but yeah, it it it's kind of it kind of is like a new season, Mark. Because like when you think about it, it you know they're three and three, so it's like starting off on a nil record, um, you know, and sort of bit of a rebirth if you like for the season you're getting a few guys back it definitely feels like a bit of a new beginning i think the only thing that you know draws back to those six games is obviously there's the strengths of of schedules um you've also got you know the fact that we lost against the bengals that hurts us when it comes to the afc north so really it's yeah it does feel new but there's a little bit that we've got to think about (laughs) you know from the previous few weeks but you know, as some of the live people saying in the live chat as well, you know, it's it's going to be a massive win if the Steelers can pull this off. As you said, we had to battle through, um, you know, a, a tough a tough bye week. I, I think for a lot of people, no football. Um, but it was funny, you know. I was playing some Madden yesterday, and you know, we, we, it is what you know that is what it is. But in that, I'm currently in season 2023, and I've Far got out. a bye week. In, <laughs> I've got a bye week in week 14. <laughs> And I was sitting there, no, but I, no, but I was sitting there going, "Oh man, that's not really that helpful for me. Like, I don't have anyone with long-term injuries. It's not that helpful for me, right?" And so it made me think, and in, in, all, in all seriousness, it made me think about this week. And I thought, "Well, hang on, week seven, you come through the preseason, you got the bye week now before it starts. You have the early, you know, there's always early season injuries. You know what? Maybe the, I mean, we sort of slammed it after last year when we missed the bye and we didn't want another early bye." But it might actually be the best thing for this team, you know. It's yeah, you know, it might actually be the best thing for this team. And when you think about they're now gonna play, you know, eleven games, uh, and plus the playoffs, it's kind of like playing, you know, there's like 14 or 15 games now. If you're gonna make the Super Bowl, you just do that in a run now. Uh I, I don't you know, you know, I think I don't think it's as 
difficult is what we all, I think we all overhype the fact that you have an early buy is, is what I want to say. Because if we had a late buy, I don't think we'd be thrilled about that either. Yeah, I think we just overhype a lot of things, no matter what. And, and I know, and I know, we're going to get into the Ingram Ingram conversation and things like that. Um, but I think with social media these days and everyone using it, and we're all over voice yeah. and opinions. I just think no matter what happens, you could have had the buy at week fourteen, like your Madden team, and there still would have been speculation of to of what to do and, and how to do it. Um, but we, I don't say we, I don't say you know we didn't win the buy. I think everyone wins a buy, and I um, also and, and speaking of the buy. There's only one team I think who would try and put points on the bye would be the Ravens as they try and score on everybody. Um, <laughs> but but I think our Steelers, it's a perfect time. Uh, we're almost what almost halfway through the season, really. Like you, we've got the Browns game coming up, and then we have the the Bears and Lions, uh, Bears on Monday Night Football. It's it's gonna it's starting to get into well, tomorrow's November. Um, it's it's when you yeah. and I start start growing our mows for Movember. We do. It's, we do. It's, we start uh, the moves. I'm going to do it this year. I, I was thinking about it uh, when I woke up this year. morning. I do, <laughs> you do it. Just do it all year. Uh, it's getting <laughs> no, down. Allowed. I gotta, when I'm a silver fox, then I'm allowed. Then I can be like yeah, Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's getting down to you know the business of like, uh, I think I think the, the, the funniest point was losing those three games in a row. That was, was it three? Yeah. three and, and then we were like, who, what, oh, do we give up on the season? Or, you know, a lot of... Uh, you know, fake fans out there. And I'm calling you out because a lot of you would give up. Not the guys in our live chat or who were who here listening on audio, but a lot of fans on, in Facebook land were giving up on the Steelers. They lost three, but it's such a long season they go. So this Browns game is really important, but I think it's more, more important, not the timing, but who we're versing because you don't want to go zero and two in the division. Yeah, well, that that's exactly it, right? And, and now we need the Bengals to continue their hot run. Um, I'll tell you what, the, the bet that I put on at the start of the season for it to be Steelers top of the AFC North, followed by the Bengals, followed by the Ravens and the Browns is looking pretty sweet about now. Um, so I, what I would also, what I wanted to say about the buy, just from a general NFL perspective is you can't sit there and tell me 17 games with one buy, three preseason games. Can we just get to two preseason games plus the Hall of Fame game? the buy, and then have an 18-game schedule, what? nine weeks and two buys, like, and then go into the playoffs and have like an 18 playoff, not 17 playoffs. Like, I, I just, this is getting, and then when you get like a second chance, like, you know, what we have in some of the Australian different leagues, like, and even if you don't, even if you can stick with the 17s in the playoffs, I just, this 17 games is a weird, it's odd number. I don't like it, you know. It, it, no, yeah, I, I, it just uh... doesn't, I don't, I'm not a fan. I agree with you. And I actually brought this up on one of Dave's shows when I was in the live chat. Why don't they do this? And they probably won't, but I reckon it's a pretty good idea. Why don't one week, say during uh, week eight, week nine, right? Week eight, you have all the AFC teams play and you rest all the NFC teams. And then week nine, you play all the NFC teams and you rest all the AFC. So you create that rivalry um, competitive division games. Now, I don't know how that could work, but that to me would say, why don't you rest half the league, 16 get off, uh, take off, and then 16 play? But then a lot of like money and TV and all that. But even if, you, even if you had like, because obviously, you know, you got to think about the TV deals. Even if you had like NFC East, AFC West, right? AFC North, 
you know, NFC South and you did it that way. So you did it like what, what you're saying, but you, but you basically split it halfway between both leagues. So you, you, you do it ge- geographically and you keep fans of each, you know, conference, if you, if you like, you know, interested in what's happening. I don't know. Like I, I just, it just seems like, again, the buy just made me think about 17 games, one buy, three preseason games, it just, it's all a bit odd. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's gonna go that way where they go end up having two preseason games and it will go to 18. And when it goes to 18, you'll have to have two buys because how no. do you how do you have a buy in week four and then play the rest of the season? It just wouldn't it's just not cricket, it wouldn't happen. Um but I, I think for the our Steelers three and three, it's no better time. No better time than to come out and everyone's pretty much healthy. TJ's getting healthy. They're they just gotta go out and, and play competitively and start to win, really. Now, if they if they come out flat and lame and terrible, then we have questions to ask, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Now, look, let's go to the news of the week. I think you know there's two pieces. Mike Tomlin's press conference. <laughs> How good was that? I think Elijah Pritchard said it. Never say never, but never. I mean, yeah. come on, like Tomlin's right, right? There's like, you know, even if it's not. You know, obviously everyone here, we all would think it's the best, you know, uh, job in all the professional sport. But even if you think about it as one of the best jobs in the NFL only, and you, you pick five of the best jobs in the NFL, five in the Premier English Premier League and in Major League Baseball and in the NBA and hockey and, you know, we'd probably say one of the rugby sports down here, whatever it is. Like, why would he, like, why would Tomlin care? Like, also the money he's making as well. Like, it. Like he's making, he's on plus seven million a year. Like, why would he care? Why would he uproot his family? Like, he's also got, you know, kids playing, you know, college football a couple of hours away. Why would he fly over the other side of the country? Why would he spend time trying to convince teenagers to come play with him? Like, and and it's as Jeffrey said as well on that epic rant. Like, <laughs> I mean, and you know, I have some epic rants on this show, but like, my gosh. Um, but also, uh... but but why would why would Tomlin try and convince teenagers of this message when his message resonates in the NFL with like actual adults. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, know. I don't get well, it. I, we should bring up the, we should share a link and just, you know, put Jeff in, in my corner and just play his video again. Cause that was brilliant. He went on for about seven minutes and he was exactly right. Everyone uh, go listen to Jeff again. He he's it, look, when Tom came out and said those, you know, never say never, but never, like that's just saying to you, pretty much, stop asking me these questions, man. Like, like I am a, a the Pittsburgh Steelers coach. I'm here to coach football. I'm a really good coach. Like he must be seeing the messages from like Fire Tomlin and this and that. And like, why, why even ask Coach Tomlin during this season as well? Um, we've got a job to do. We've we got the Steelers to get ready. We've we got to go out and play some AFC North football. And then it was funny the the press conference. I think yesterday was like only two minutes. Like no one asked him any questions. <laughs> like they were too scared to and it wasn't really it wasn't the reporters like fault i guess it was just the news going around will he go coach in the college football but he's all he's 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 so distinguished anyway as nfl coach and i'm going to put out there right now i am i'm so done i'm calling everyone out the people who say fire tomlin and and every 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 time he loses i'm done with you i'm far beyond done with those people because it's it's an ebb and flow season of the roller coaster well, that's it. Well, I'm done with them. So Owen David, you know, points out one of the things that, you know, I really like that Tomlin said is there's a booster with, there's not, not a booster with a big enough blank check. Like, 
that tells you everything you need to know. Tomlin doesn't want to be answerable to anyone. And like the Roonies uh, give him, you know, enough room to be able to do things the right way, give the head coach respect, give him the chance to actually work his magic. So I think that's number one. Belichick as well is someone that like, I, I would think that he would love the way that he does the Patriot way. Why isn't Belichick getting asked this question? He would work. I'm sure he'd work fine just in college. You know, in convincing these people. I mean, I don't think it'd work now with the way people are uh, mm. versus, you know, what it would work, you know, 10, even 10, 5, 10, 20 years ago, what have you. But I don't understand why Tomlin is the one that gets asked this stuff. I know the rumor was spread about him, but I don't understand it. I think it's a load of crap. And also, if you look at when Carson Palmer brought it up, I think he brought it up on Pat McAfee's show, maybe, or whichever show he brought it up on. Um, with Carson Palmer, he kind of almost winked and smirked as he said it. Like it was almost as he Sneaky. was saying it as a joke. Oh. Like, and and yeah. so I just, uh, yeah, I just think this is a little bit ridiculous. And as for the fire Tomlin stuff, I said in our Slack channel recently, right? I don't know how many of our listeners know, you know, a hell of a lot about the Premier League or what have you, but you can go have a look at this. Like I always compare this because I'm an Arsenal fan in the Premier League. You, they had a coach, Arsene Wegner who they had for 20 years, they they made the Champions League every year, which is a top four finish in the Premier League, right? But 17 years, they make it. They miss out for a few, because he doesn't, because they didn't spend money on their players. And it's like having all your money tied up in Big Ben and AB. Um, and, he, and he had to do that because he couldn't spend money on players because they had to pay off the stadium. There's no salary cap in that sport, but they, Arsenal basically instilled an internal team salary cap. Everyone was like, fire Wegner, fire Wegner. Well, now Arsenal are a mid-table team, right? They're like lucky to get a 500 record the last two seasons. So I always think if you're going to fire a coach, who are you going to go get that's better than them? And I don't think anyone, like, and I don't think our live chat would. You can't name a coach right now in the NFL that's not already a head coach that's better than Tomlin. And even if they're head coaches, who are you going to put in there? Like, sorry, who are you going to put in there? It's it's the same too with uh, I was in that you know the YouTube land and looking through some comments of like I think it was Pat McAfee's like uh, video and there was one bloke said there oh you know um, he's done nothing in the postseason and I wrote back mate he's won a Super Bowl like like these some of these fans he has more it's like the Larry Fitzgerald one where he's got like um, more tackles than he has drops right (laughs) Mike Tomlin has more Super Bowls than he has losing seasons. Yeah, there you go. And the, the 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 funny thing is, like, and then his response, whoever this bloke was in YouTube land, um, he said, "Well, they were that, this one. This one irks me so much, and I don't think we can we can air our grievances here." Um, oh, they were Bill Cowher's players. Like, how does that? Like, I understand what he's what he's trying to say, but Mike Tomlin was the leader of that football team. He's getting no credit. I think that's when he came out of this press press conference. He's he's getting no credit for anything. And that's why, in the way that he did, never say never, but never, and the booster check and all these things. But how do you, and- I, mean, I don't know how you can say that, though, like, as well. Like, are they anyone's players? Aren't they Kevin Colbert's players? He picked them. Like, the scouting department, I don't know. they did the evaluation on them. Like, I mean, like, Art Rooney, they paid for them. <laughs> like, whose players are they? Like- <laughs> Look. It's just something that they're not like. Honestly, a lot of the guys in the NFL and look, there's so many fans around the world, and there's you know maybe different levels of education to be a fan, and and, and not saying that you and I are the smartest. I, I can obviously, obviously, I stuff a lot of things up, but Same. what I'm saying is you have to give credit to Tomlin, and you can't take it away for what he's done. He's never had a losing season. They're all, oh, we, but we wasted AB, we wasted Bell. Do you want to be like the Lions? 
do you want to be zero and seven every year or, or, or the way that we are? We're three and three. Don't stress. Everything's fine. And it really irks me up with a team that we love and support and try and cheer on and, and, and you know, analyze and stuff like that. Um, they, the, you know, Tomlin's done nothing. He's never had a losing season. He's one of the best coaches out there we've ever had. He's not really in the public eye too much. He gives the, the, the reporters and us, the media, nothing to really play with until now, which was one of the best clips I've ever heard of. Um, and he's so passionate to, to, to play his game and he loves the game. So what, so why do they always start, try and pick on him or say he's, he's, he's terrible. He's, he's not a coach. He's not, he's none of this. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Not every team can win uh, a Super Bowl every single year. And there are, well, right now, there are 12 teams that still haven't won one. So lay off everyone else. <laughs> like, just, Tomlin is good. He's a good coach. And I'm sick of those. I'm so sick of those tired Fomlin people. I'm sick of them. <laughs> so, Mark, so much. I heard, I heard a rumor <laughs> about the, you know, you talked about the Lions there. I had a rumor this week. I had a rumor that Goff is coming to the Steelers next year. Who what from? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Who, who, who was that? Carson Palmer again? No. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know what? I honestly, I don't get too involved in these rumors because I'm still, I'm, we're talking about the Browns. The Browns are coming up. Uh, if Goff came over, I was just trying to stir you up and trick oh. you, and you've not bought into it. You've just not bought into it one one way, shape, or not form. I was thinking Halloween trick or treat. You know, I'm going to trick you. No, he's, not, he's not. He's not going to the Steelers. Oh, I didn't hear the rumor. I just made it up. Uh, it, but so it shows you, right? How easy is it for me to do that? How easy yeah. is it for Carson Palmer to get on and go? You know, oh my, I've heard Mike Tomlin's a dog. You know, uh, hey, you know mate. smoky for the USC job. You're part of the problem then. This is going to go around now. <laughs> the breaking fake news. media. The fake media. Breaking news. Jared Goff <laughs> wants to go to the Steelers next year. And then Tomlin's going to address that next week. <laughs> He's like, this bloke oh. from down under. Um, <laughs> now, moving on. I want to move on to another part because it, it feeds into the fact that the Steelers have elevated Taco Charlton and uh, Kevin Rader for this week's game. I, I tell you what, the funny thing about Taco Charlton, and it's out in the article, obviously, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, is that Taco Charlton was picked two spots before TJ Watt. How funny is that? Yeah, right. But Maybe the reason he's been elevated, I want to talk about Melvin Ingram. What do you, what do you, what, what sense do you make of this Melgram, Melvin Ingram issue this, this week? It, it doesn't really bother me what's going on. If he gets traded, fair enough. If he doesn't, fair enough. I'm just more happy about the team being three and three and see what can see what can happen from that. Um, it's still a business. Yes, he comes to the Steelers and he, and he, he knew, you know, the, the contract details. You might go into more on that. But basically, from my view, if he wants to leave, fair enough. But if he doesn't get traded, he still needs to play. Uh, you've still got to, you know, go out there and be a steal until you're not. So I, I just don't think it's that big a news, really. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to start hating the guy because he wants to leave us. Um, he might just want a better opportunity to, to get more playing time or more or more money. And we all we would all think that. You know, if, if the Browns podcast sent me over a million dollars a season, I might have changed my jersey. <laughs> you know ooh, what I'm saying? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hey, it's it's a million dollars a season, Matty. Can you imagine that? No. <laughs> no, but See, look, I would look, take look. it. I would take it, right? But I'm appearing on two podcasts a season when you play the Steelers, and I'm going to give you hate. I'm going to give you hate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a non-talking point. I 
I haven't even seen in a, a video of Ingrid even talking about it yet. So it's all speculation. It's all this it media speculation of like, and now you and I are going to feel, or you're going to feel up Jared Goff going to the Steelers. That's the new one. <laughs> no, the oh, one I actually yeah. see, I'm calling it here now. Like the one I actually see is if uh, the Giants release Daniel Jones, I, I actually could see the Daniel Jones ending up in the Steelers. And I don't think that'd be a bad thing to be honest. But anyway, we'll leave that there. Um, so look, I wanted to, we wanted to move on as well, uh, into Mark, I'm, you know, let's start, let's start talking about this Browns game. So we've got the, we've got them this week, the undercooked brownies that we talk about, you know, and that's really being the fact that they've got some guys coming off injury. We know Chubb's playing, we know Bath is playing, which for a lot of Steeler fans, uh, you know, this, this could be a really good thing, uh, cause Baker will try and push the ball. Uh, what are you what are you looking out for when it comes to the offensive side of the football from both the Browns and the Steelers this week? Uh, do, do we want to start with this the the Browns or, or the yeah? Let's start with the Browns. I I think they're silly to start Baker. I I, I don't care. He's got a hurt shoulder. I even saw the injury a few weeks ago. Mm. It looked bad. It looked really bad. Mm. And they've, they've only rested him like one week, and now they're going to start him against the Steelers in an AFC North football matchup. Uh, I don't care who you are. I wouldn't even like Big Ben to play this game if he was injured like that. Um, TJ off the edge and all the guys off the edge. I, I really, you know, there was another another article out there in the universe was saying, okay, uh, the the Steeler players are grubs for hitting for hitting Baker late. They're going to try and injure him. He's already injured. <laughs> like, what do you want us to do to him? Uh, yeah, he comes off the edge. Like, he's going to get hit in, the, in this game. He will get hit. He will get tackled. He's going to get hurt. So it's a mistake for them playing uh, Baker too soon, I think. You, you, you're, they're a much better chance of Case Keenan being 100% against us than they are Baker. Yeah. Yeah. And I think from my side of things, it's David Njoku. He's actually starting to live up to a lot of the expectation. He's their leading receiver. And, and I think what's big for that is if you had, you know, uh, Case Keenan playing this week, you would probably see less of the ball going to Njoku. Case Keenum hasn't gone to him, whereas Baker has. He's been that safety valve for Baker and, and like he's averaging like over 16 yards per reception. So for me, and, and we're going to talk about the defense, I think, you know, how we mark up against their tight ends is going to be really important. But when you look at it as well, I think the Steelers need to be thinking really, really long and hard about how they're going to stop Njoku this week. And this is the problem because with how good the running game is, and we know Nick Chubb's in there this week, that opens up the play-action pass. Often with play-action, you're going to a tight end, you know, when they can get open there or they can get a mismatch. So I think that's, again, going to be a really interesting sort of proposition for the Steelers this week. Not one that I don't think they've not thought about, obviously, particularly when you do see that he's leading there with the receiving yards. But now, you know, and I know that you've you've we've, you've criticised Odell on this podcast a couple and and live YouTube show it. a I couple of weeks ago, but I can but do it again. He and Landry are starting to <laughs> starting to get you know a bit more into it now. So these are some of the things on offense, but I think it's less about Baker because I, I agree with you. This you know he could be he could be injured halfway through the game if he hits the deck the wrong way, right? So. Well, it's it's up to it's up to the guys catching the football. We know about Chubb, but I think to beat the Steelers this week with our defense, it's going to come down to who who is going to make plays on the receiving side of the football for them. Yeah, well, I can you know you brought up uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I just don't I just don't see anything in him 
in him anymore. I really, you know, he's a one-hand catch in 2013. Yeah, he's okay. Um, I think the Browns have a lot of pressure this week on them. I really do. Like, mm. if, they, if they lose this game and go three and four, our Super Bowl Browns, like this year, every single Brown fan was like, oh, they're going to win Super Bowl. But you've got way too many injuries. <laughs> How many injuries? But as you say, they've dialed up the pressure, right? You know, when, when we talked about this, I've talked about this before about, you know, needing to dial up the pressure on people, right? And the Steelers do it really well with Lamar Jackson. If they, if the Browns lose this week, then the same comes back. The Browns is the Browns. Like, they have to win this week. They have the better team. They smashed us last year. They've gone on and on and on. They're playing at home. They have Baker's playing. Chubb's playing. They've not had a bye. You know, the Steelers, you know, lost three games straight. Like, the narrative, all the pressure is on the Browns, not the Steelers this week, and I love it. Well, it's funny you say that, because I actually um, looked up this morning, from the 2000, right, 20 years ago, the, uh, I could be one game off because of the playoffs might have thrown me out when I was counting. The Browns, oh, the Steelers versus the Browns are 36-8. and eight. 36 and 8 in 20 years. So there's a lot of, you know, I'm, I really need to get off these, these Facebook land comments or the YouTube, because another one I saw the other day was um, stop living in the past. One of the, one of the Browns fans told another Steelers fan, stop living in the past. And I'm like, you win one game. You haven't got anything. What, like, it's not living in the past. Like, we just, we're just a better franchise. 36 games we have, we have beaten. Which uh, is almost 80% record. Yeah, and that's, inc- that's including playoffs, right? So... Now, if the Browns beat us, well, you might have a, sh- a little streak going on, but you haven't won. Big Ben is 24-2 and two and one draw. <laughs> like, like, he had that record for so many years. Uh, and I used to love that record. It was my second favorite record besides the Bengals' playoff counter that they haven't made the playoffs. Uh, I think he was the most wing- winningest quarterback in Browntown Stadium Yeah, uh, un- until Baker won 15, 14 games. I was like, how do you let that happen as a, as a franchise that Big Ben has the most wins in your stadium? And even Big Ben came out and joked about that. Like, there are so many things of even like... this us- week, he said, I'm glad I'm not, I'm glad I'm not the winningest <laughs> quarterback in Cleveland. I, look, we got, we, I, I, I get this like idea, you know, we are, we're a bit relaxed today because I think it's a big game for us, but still... These Browns are the Browns. They are. Maybe Juju was right, uh, and they got a sneaky win out of it. But uh, Big Ben, he's, how do you win 24 games against someone and uh, tw- only lose twice? Like, he's going to be ready for this game. Do, do you not? Do you agree? Yeah, but it, uh, it goes back to what Brian was saying in the um, – or Bad was saying in the preview this week. I don't want Ben to have to kill it lights out. I want Najee running it down the throat and putting him on the back foot. Right, like I just, and I want the defense, you know, creating short fields for the offense. So, you know, that's that's what's really important from my perspective. Um, you know, in in getting this, you know, getting this win this week. But what? Let's move on to the Steelers to close out part one. Um, the Clowns have been relevant since the nineteen fifties. Two right, Snowman. Two right. Um, you know, what are you looking for from the Steelers on the offensive side of the football this week? Because I talked a little bit there about Najee Harris running through. Um, you know, for me, I'll just quickly say Freemuth, 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 Ebron's out. Get it to Freemuth all day. Put pressure on those, you know, on the Browns defensive backs. That's, that's all I need to say. Freemuth. Pat, 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 88, 88. Well, I think you've pretty much covered that. Um, 
No, you're exactly you're exactly right. Uh, there's a blessing blessing in disguise with Ebron Ebron being out this week, and Ebron's been playing okay. But now we've got Muth there. Um, do we want Muth to steal the show and get two touchdowns and go off? Yes, yes. we do. It'd be it'd be <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great to see. Um, you know, like it'd be good to see because we haven't played that style just yet to use him a lot uh, in the passing game. Last week we did, or the week before we did. So using him would would free up Najee a bit too. Getting, uh, I think we have Gentry in there too. Did you, you said Radar's back in there too? Is Radar? Yeah, Radar's been activated. Hey, Radar was a pretty good blocking tight end. All these three blokes are really. They're pretty physical. Actually, that's a good point though, Mark. Because if you have Banner back this week, right, and you have Radar as well, just like a like a full line of like four blokes, just like like just pushing down eight eight rounds down the field. Yeah, that'd be this could be fun. Well, I think I think uh Muth has surprised us a bit or surprised me. I don't know, know too much about him, but he's his blocking was pretty good. Even for that DJ run, he blocked really well. Well, so um, this is a funny thing, right? So I, I got PFF this week. Uh there's a 50% off deal, so I bought it, right? And I need it, I need it for the college stats for Steel's War Room, which goes live for the BTSC family um on a Thursday afternoon. But I need it, I need it for that. So I got the NFL package too, but it was uh, it was interesting to look in that and find out that you know Pat basically had a, like a run blocking score so far of like through the last week of like 50, 51. You know, it was the rating. Now I don't necessarily love PFF scores or anything like it. I, I take issue with them, but it is you don't really see too many blocking scores anywhere else. And I just sort of thought, geez, fifty one for a run blocking score. I think he's done a bit better than that. So I'm just interested to see. You know, Pat continued to develop that part of his game. Well, go look back at that uh, that run from DJ when they were a bit stuck in the running game, and then we used that play to get out of that to get out of that rut. Um, Frymuth on the back end really turned that block around, and he got uh, DJ about twenty yards. So, if they're going to use Gentry and Radar, and if Radar is going to be a part of the game, uh, Radar more, was more a blocking guy that I saw in preseason from this season and last season. Yeah, not not a fantastic catcher or like, like a great player, but. If their scheme this week is to, to run it down the Browns' throat and take uh, care of the football, then Najee will have a game and hopefully he's got more time to get to, to, to have some space as well. The other one that I think about the community this week is James Washington, right? He's just slipped off the radar, right? Exactly, yeah. Right? I'm not trying to be a pun there with Kevin Radar, but I'm, I'm honestly, like, quite <laughs> seriously, like, he has just slipped off the radar. But he blocks really well. Remember that block that he did last year against um, Cincinnati? You know, I think that was for Juju maybe or Connor um, off their run. But he had that block where he like basically pancaked a guy. <laughs> like, I just, I just think this is the sort of game where you know he's the sort of guy that you don't, you're not thinking about, and suddenly he does something massive. He has a connection with Ben too, so you know, yep. uh, uh, you, you don't know what's going to happen in, in these sorts of weeks. Um, but look. We've got a bumper part two coming, so I want let, to let's call a call our break here. Let's call our halftime part end of part one on Steelers touch down under. Uh, if you're on the audio side, flick over to part two. So if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Stitcher, whatever that is, if you're like listening live on the YouTube side right now, just hold on. Marky D will be right back in, and now uh, we'll kick off part two. Yeah. 